Let's hear President Obama make a case for his Supreme Court nominee. He says the fact that Republicans have expressed favorable views of Merrick Garland was a significant factor in choosing him. The president talked about Garland's appeal when he sat down with NPR's Nina Totenberg at a time when Republicans are still saying they will not even consider this nominee. I think Merrick Garland is one of the best judges, uh, not just in the country, but of his generation. So says the president, but Garland was the runner-up twice before when Obama filled two previous openings on the Supreme Court. So why was he chosen this time? It is my belief that now more than ever, his voice uh, would serve the court well, uh, would help to uh, burnish the sense that the Supreme Court is above politics and not just an extension of politics, uh, and uh, would set a good tone for uh, restoring or at least increasing the American people's confidence uh, in our justice system. A few minutes later, the president was even more pointed about wanting a judge who could get confirmed. My goal was to actually confirm a justice who I thought could do an outstanding job, uh, and uh, Merrick Garland uh, fits that bill. Conservative groups are already attacking Garland, noting that as a student and young professional, for instance, he worked on Democratic campaigns. And that's likely to be the least of it. So I asked the president about Senator John Cornyn's pledge to make any nominee a pinata. For those of us who are more often in uh, you know, the scrum of politics, uh, we're, we call folks uh, like Judge Garland civilians. And so suddenly being placed in a war zone uh, like this is something that you want to make sure they're, uh, they're mindful of. I asked the president about reports that Republicans had sent a back-channel message to the White House, indicating they would confirm Garland in a lame-duck session after the election if a Democrat wins the presidency. He dodged the question, saying that he had not had any such conversations with Republicans. What did play a role, he said, was Judge Garland's record as a consensus builder, a quality he said would serve the nation well on a Supreme Court so sharply divided on many issues. And I think that's a, a valuable quality. The fact That has been reinforced by the statements uh, that were made by Republicans. So I asked the president a different question. What do you ask these folks in your interviews? I mean, you can't say, so what do you think of Roe versus Wade? That would be improper, right? I do not do that. So um, I'm Judge Totenberg. I'm, I'm here for my interview. What are you going <laughs> to ask me? They, what kinds of things do you ask? Well, sometimes I just ask about family uh, and background and what made you want to be a judge. Uh, you learn a lot just by talking to people about what their story is. The president said he reads the candidate's legal opinions, and as a former professor of constitutional law himself, he gets a pretty good idea of their approach to the law. And he likes to ask potential nominees how they approach a legal question when the text of the Constitution is ambiguous. It gives the president some sense of the person's judicial philosophy. In our interview, the president made clear he wants a hearing and a vote on the Garland nomination now, not after the election. He said he intends to take his argument to the American people on the road and elsewhere in the coming weeks. Republicans, he said, now have taken Senate prerogatives to the constitutional breaking point. For the first time in anyone's memory, uh, you have 
the head of the Senate saying, I won't meet with a nominee, I won't provide a nominee a hearing, I will not provide a nominee a vote. The president acknowledged that there are always some politics involved in the nomination process. He even acknowledged his own role in seeking to prolong the debate on the nomination of Justice Samuel Alito in 2006. But he observed Alito was not denied a hearing or a vote, a situation dramatically different from now. If Republicans refuse any consideration of this nomination, he said, not only would the Supreme Court seat remain vacant for more than a year, but there would be a new precedent for senators to stymie the confirmation process as never before. Presidents of either party would only be able to fill court vacancies when their party controlled the Senate. At that point, the judiciary becomes a pure extension of politics. And that damages people's faith in the judiciary. He noted that a Democratic Senate confirmed Justice Anthony Kennedy's nomination in the last year of Ronald Reagan's presidency and suggested that the current Senate Republicans are defying the intent of the founding fathers. George Washington nominated uh, a couple of Supreme Court justices uh, in his last year. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, George Washington had better poll numbers, uh, I'm sure, than I did. But <laughs> nevertheless, if you care about original intent, I think uh, you, know, you, you, you don't want to see the, this becoming, degenerating uh, into just a, a pure political battle. Obama professed to be puzzled by Republican leader Mitch McConnell's assertion that the Senate should let the American people decide, as part of the election, who gets to fill this Supreme Court seat. Well, in fact, the American people did decide back in 2012 when they elected me president of the United States. I asked the president if he could really blame the Republicans for trying to prevent a significant ideological shift on the Supreme Court. He contended that nobody has offered a substantive critique of Garland's jurisprudence. This is just raw politics. We don't want somebody who's been nominated by a Democrat. While Obama said he understood that Republicans are, quote, worried and scared about an uprising among their base voters, there are times, he said, to stand up and be counted for the good of the country. But what I asked of the president's own base voters, many progressives note that four out of five of the judges on Obama's Supreme Court shortlist were minorities or women or both, yet he picked the only white male, a centrist liberal, not someone who would, in the view of some progressives, shake up the debate on the Supreme Court. Obama noted that he has appointed far more women and minorities and openly gay lower court judges than any other president. So uh, my record of appointing uh, a judiciary that reflects the country is unmatched. Um, when it comes to uh, the Supreme Court, I've appointed two women, one Hispanic. And in each case, the good news is, is that I appointed the person who I absolutely thought was the best person for the job. In this case, Merrick Garland is the best person for the job. You can watch the entire interview with the president, including the place where my phone rang, online at npr.org. Nina Totenberg, NPR News, Washington.